Portions of this program are pre-recorded. This is the Joe Pag Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Yes, indeed. Glad to have you. Welcome to the program. Thanks a lot for stopping by. A couple of big interviews for you tonight. It's going to be Andrew Giuliani. He's running for governor of the great state of uh, New York. And yes, it's Rudy Giuliani's son. We also have Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. I'm going to basically outline what's going on in Ukraine and a whole lot more on your Tuesday. Uh-huh. Let's go. <laughs> Carrie, how's it going? You good? All right. Looking good, sounding good. We always like seeing you on the camera as well. I'm Thank you. Here. Yep. You are, as a matter of fact. Polo's making it happen. CJ's in for Sam. For some reason, when I said Polo, it's still Carrie. We'll actually give Polo a little love here as well. Carrie sometimes goes through and resets the machines, make sure that whatever button I push, it's, I push, it's going to be her face. No, don't which do is that. not nice, Carrie. Don't to be honest, that. not nice. Uh, not me. Lots going on, lots to get to. Those are two pretty big interviews. We actually find that are is there going to be an invasion of Ukraine? Is that really happening? Russia is actually saying, "Hey, we we pulled our tanks back." What are you talking about? We're not invading Ukraine. Why do you keep saying that? You know what I mean, Carrie? With, with, yeah, with the heck? we haven't verified that yet, so... Well, see, here's the yeah. thing, though. And, 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 you know, you know this better than anybody. You're in the news business. We have satellites, and we've had satellites in the air that can read a license plate off of a car mm-hmm. for decades now. So how can we not know if they're pulling back or not? Well, uh, you're right. I guess we should know, right? That, at least that's what they're think. telling us today. Right. And I'm not here to say that Russia is, you know, all trustworthy. Don't don't misunderstand. But they're saying they're pulling away. You've got video from the ice skating rink on the on the border of Russia and Ukraine where they're all skating and having fun. I'm not really sure I understand whether this is an invasion or not. So we talked to Atticott about that at length. That makes sense, right? Let's get the expert in here. Absolutely. He is the expert. We got that for you. Giuliani was trending earlier on on Twitter. I'm guessing it's because of my interview with uh, with Andrew. Guessing that's probably why the trend. You'd agree with that, right? Is it? No, I would not. I wouldn't. Let me ask you this: Why do you think the left thinks they can take down Rudy Giuliani? They keep trying. I know they do all the time. Yeah. Has it worked yet? <laughs> all the time, not yet. I don't understand. Not they yet. keep on going after. Leave the guy alone. No, Tell what he won't. do to you. They won't. Uh, so, um, work for President Trump. Mm-mm. We talk a little bit about Rudy there as well. Now on Friday. We will have Rudy Giuliani on. And I want to get his take on the Durham report, on what we know so far about how the left is blowing it off. And I guess the story is getting so big that even the left media has to has to run it, but they're, they're like denigrating it like it's not a big deal. Nah, what are you going to do? Some guy lied to the FBI, not a big deal. Nothing to do with Hillary here, nothing to see, nothing to you know, it's just dumb. This is a big story, is it not? Did I miss something? It is, yes. But again, not surprising that they're not covering it like they should. I'm going to start off the beaten path, though, tonight. Now, think back to last night. What do you think I'll start with tonight? Uh, oh, man. That was a long time ago, 24 hours. Um, well, am I asking a lot? <laughs> yes. A wow. lot happened in the last 24 hours. Uh, what did you talk about? 
What I talked about off the top was how this is a bigger scandal, in my opinion, than Watergate. Oh, oh yes, 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 yes. And I brought up yeah, Watergate. Big debate on your Twitch, right? Uh, or- well, it, it wasn't even a debate. I mean, the people were saying what was what was correct. I said that the FBI taped Nixon. That's not true. Nixon taped himself. Um, but it turns out there were recording devices in the White House since Kennedy. Johnson really expanded it. And then Nixon had that availability as well. And he probably added some more. And, and they, were, they were taping everything from everywhere. And he was doing it, I guess, for posterity. He was doing it for, in case he wanted to write a memoir. He was doing it to cover his own bases and maybe have information on people. But the Watergate tapes, the Nixon tapes, as they were called, that was in real... It, it, listen, I went back and restudied everything last night. It was really held in contention. Nixon said he had executive privilege not to release the tapes. Um, and again, those who don't know what Watergate is, what I said yesterday is correct. It was a break-in at the, at the DNC, which was at the Watergate complex, which is also where the Watergate Hotel is. That's why it's called Watergate. It's not that something gate. We add gate to everything these days, Durham Gate, Hillary Gate. It's actually called the Watergate, the complex. And it was a, it was a, a, a robbery where they weren't even robbery. It was a burglary where they went in not to really take anything. They went in to bug the phones of the DNC. They had all this wiretapping equipment. And they were also trying to steal whatever the, the, um, the strategy was to take on Nixon in 1972, which, by the way, he won by 80 million votes. He won he, in a landslide in 1972, even after the Watergate thing started to bubble up. So there was some commission to reelect the president, the CRP. And this commission, I guess, on its own accord, and, and the FBI director, I believe, was the one, or not, not the FBI director, the attorney general, I believe, is, is who said, hey, let's go do this. Shh, keep it on the hush-hush. And the bottom line is Richard Nixon didn't know they did this. He was not in on it. He didn't order it. He didn't know. The problem was he was filled in later. And when he was filled in, instead of saying, well, let's get out and let's get out in front of this, we should not have gone and burglarized or tried to wiretap or phone tap the DNC. That was stupid. These people have been caught. These five people are going to go to prison now. No, instead, he's like caught on his own tapes saying, oh, I can get, I can get a hold of a million dollars easily with nobody knowing. Like, like he's going to like some hush money. I'm like, what are you doing? Uh, Carrie, he literally didn't have to do it. Mm-hmm, right. He didn't have to do anything. He would have been fine. He won in a landslide after the Watergate break-in. Yet he ended up talking about it on his own tapes, what he wanted to do or what he could do to cover it up. Who should we give some money over here, some money over there, some hush money over here, get them to shut up. Instead, he should have just gotten in front of it and he would have been fine. So, again, he did not say go break in. He did not plan it. This was the re-election committee, and they all have re-election committees. They want to be elected again. And he won in a landslide again, but people, heads started to roll. And then he, then he tried to, then it was a special prosecutor looking into it, and he told his attorney general to fire him, and the attorney general said, now nah, I resign. So then the, the new attorney general, the, the assistant attorney general, the, the second attorney general, whatever, uh, associate attorney general, he told him to, fire, to, to get rid of the, the special counselor, and he, that guy said no, and he resigned too. They called it the Saturday Night Massacre. Everybody started resigning from the Nixon um, uh, administration. Long and short of it is, he would have been fine had he not tried to help in a cover-up of what happened after the fact. He really was just stupid that he would ever have uh, have even suggested that. So, 
the request was the subpoena was for the White House tapes. Nixon said, no, I've got executive privilege. It ended up going to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said, you don't have executive privilege. You've got to turn it over. He tried to turn over just a transcript. When they did turn it over, there was about 18 minutes that was erased. Forensic analysis showed it wasn't just a mistake. It was actually erased. So we don't know what was on that 18 minutes, right? The long and short of it all is the guy just simply should have gotten out in front of it he would have survived no problem, would have gone down in history probably as one of the best presidents because his policies were pretty good. He was the guy who was desegregating the schools. He was the guy that got us out of Vietnam. He was the guy that actually was in improving relations with Asia. So here's a guy who could have gone down as a very good president who screwed himself. Having said that, the byproduct was two stars were made. Carrie, do you know who the stars were that were made out of the Watergate situation? Uh, Woodward and Bernstein. Exactly right. Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein came out of this as the prototypical journalist, right? Mm-hmm. They are, we, we wanted to all be Woodward and Bernstein, right? Yes, yes. Do you know what they did? What made them famous? Mm, what exactly? What, well, let me ask you this, because we know that they reported on it. Yeah. And we know that they exposed what the Watergate thing really was. It wasn't just a botched burglary. This was like a really intricate thing planned on pretty high levels. Not to the Nixon level, but it was planned on pretty high levels. You know, attorneys general or, or FBI directors, every, people were involved in this. Mm-hmm. So Woodward and Bernstein were actually, at the Washington Post, they were assigned to just go cover the stupid burglary at, the, at Watergate. Mm-hmm. They're just going to go cover it. They go there to cover it. They write a story about it. Eh, done deal. Now, let me ask you this. What have Woodward and Bernstein done since Watergate? Do you know? I know they've written some books. Um, and they usually refer back to Watergate. You know? Yeah. It's 50 years now has passed. Uh, okay. 50 years since Watergate. And, I mean, literally 50. It was 1972. These guys, even to this day in 2022, go on these television programs talking about how, well, this is like Watergate. This is a lot like Watergate. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of Watergate. Man, back in Watergate days, do you know what their investigative journalism was, Carrie Lockie? I don't. Paul, do you know what they did to get famous, what their investigative journalism was? No. CJ, do you know what their investigative journalism was? No, I don't. Okay. I'm going to help you all out. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. They got... Information illegally leaked by Deep Throat, and they printed it. That was it. That's what they did. The Deep Throat uh, it revealed himself in, I think, the 1990s, maybe the early 2000s. Uh, he died, I think, in 2008. Uh, his name was Mark Felt. Do you know who Mark Felt was? No. The number two guy at the FBI. So the FBI director is out there, and, and he's involved in this mess. The number two guy at the FBI is leaking documents, real documents, real information to Woodward and Bernstein. So it's my allegation that Woodward and Bernstein didn't do crap. They, they got this information leaked to them by Mark Felt, Deep Throat, and they printed it. That's it. We look at them today as the beacon of journalism in the United States of America, if not beyond. I don't know what else they've done. Like, you have several awards in journalism. I, as we all know, have even more mm-hmm. awards in journalism. Yeah. Because we've done more than one story, Carrie. Uh, we have, yes. We've actually covered several a lot stories. of news. Yeah. I have never gone to a story and, 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 I, and said, you know, 
Back in 1995, when I went and I, I did this drug bust <laughs> with the cops, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense. It, it, you know, yeah. This is like all they've done. Yeah. And I don't know what they did other than this guy was illegally leaking documents. And I guess later it was found that, well, you can do that. Almost like Edward Snowden's in the same exact position as Mark Felt was as Deep Throat. And we look at Edward Snowden as some sort of a, tra- a traitor. I'm not so sure. Oh, by the way, Mark Felt also was a lefty, and he also didn't like he didn't like Nixon. But that's not even important. What he was leaking was true, and what they were printing was true, and it took down a presidency. So did Woodward and Bernstein do anything to make the public turn on Nixon? My answer is no, because without Mark Felt, they have nothing. They have a burglary at the at the hotel. So, I mean, in, in going back and, and refreshing my memory on Watergate last night, I, I spent probably two hours on this. I'm just watching video after, after actual news tape, newscast from the early 1970s. I'm watching Nixon, what he's saying. I'm watching what his hierarchy is all saying. I'm watching who got in trouble. I'm seeing how he won in a landslide in 72. I'm watching all of this, and I'm, and I'm taking it, and I'm going, what exactly did these two guys do to become this sort of bigger-than-life bastion of journalism? And the answer is nothing. I mean, it's not like they had courage. They didn't go and find out this information. They didn't investigate anything. They were handed this stuff by some, you know, uh, silhouetted person, allegedly, according to all of the president's men, the movie, allegedly in a parking garage, and then they were printing it. Now, I don't take away from the fact that they did that. They did. They got the information. They printed it. Okay. What else did they do? They've written several books about it. What else did they do? Well, now Bernstein's writing books about how horrible Trump is. And, and, and as recently as, as 2016, 2017, 2018, you got Bernstein on all the TV shows talking about how what Trump's doing with Russia is worse than Watergate. Well, now we know that Hillary did it with Russia, according to, or, or tried to make there look like there was collusion with Russia, according to Durham. And where, where are Woodward and Bernstein? Have you seen their comment yet on this? I have not. I went to their Twitter feeds. Nothing for days on their Twitter feeds. Woodward and Bernstein are saying nothing about this unbelievable story of deceit and and trading, uh, being a traitor, and, and, and possible treason. Nothing. There's nothing there. They not only spied on and, and tried to infiltrate the servers of Trump as a candidate, they also did it from the EOP, the Executive Office of the President. And nobody's saying anything? Where, where are Woodward and Bernstein today? I need to know where they are. Now, Carrie, before I hit a break, and, and I'll take your phone calls, I, I wonder if I just re- refreshed a lot of memories on Watergate, and I wonder if there's something that Woodward and Bernstein did that I didn't know about. I mean, maybe. I have no idea. Um, but let me ask you this. Carrie, before I hit the break, will you just, if you don't have the audio or the video, just read the apology from, from Leslie Stahl, CBS and CBS uh, News, 60 Minutes. Go ahead. Uh, I don't have that. What do you mean? Because uh, I don't think it exists. No, well, no. Leslie Stahl interviewed the president before he left, President right, Trump. Right. And he said they spied on my campaign. She said, no, they didn't. There's no proof of that. This, she literally said, this is CBS 60 Minutes, Mr. President. We don't do that. So you must have the apology from them, from um, 60 Minutes, from the, the hierarchy I, at CBS. We have a couple of minutes here. Go ahead. I, I don't. I don't have that. It, it does not That is exist. so weird. Yeah. That is so odd. 
All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Your thoughts on the bastion of journalism in this country, ignoring the biggest story in 50 years. When we come back, stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. All right, glad to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It is the Joe Pag Show. Lots going on, lots to get to. I'm just wondering if anybody can tell me what it is that Bob Woodward and Carl Bernstein did since Watergate. Because their actual involvement in Watergate was very minimal. They were just printing what this guy felt was giving them. And he was the, the number two guy at the FBI. Didn't like Nixon. And, um, and again, the stuff he released was not falsified or anything. He didn't like try to get Nixon. But he certainly didn't have to do it. And it would have been deemed illegal to leak those government documents, but because it was such a big deal, um, I think that it actually changed some of the way that the government looks at leaks and things like this. I mean, you, you saw the leaks in the Trump administration. They were nonstop, and a lot of those people just got away with it. In fact, they were printing anonymous, you know, with this big leaked story to one of those, uh, you know, stupid outlets. You know, and I was thinking about this during the break. I remember maybe sixth, seventh grade going to the library, and they set us all down, and we watched the movie. Was it All the President's Men? Yes. Right, with Dustin Hoffman, Robert Redford. They were yep. these were superstars. Woodward and Bernstein were the stars of this whole story. Many people like, consider that movie to be one of the top movies ever. Yeah. And we made superstars out of those two guys. Yeah. But Carrie, as a journalist who's done it for a long time, tell me what specifically did they do that was so great? Well, I I'm I don't know. <laughs> I'm just talking to Deep Throat. You know what I mean? But I know. Right. How did we get? So how do we? So had Deep Throat gotten a hold of Barbara Walters, we never would have heard of these two guys. I guess not. No. You know what I mean? Yeah, if yeah. Deep Throat gets a hold of Walter Cronkite, we never hear about Woodward and Bernstein. And again, we, we're, we're acting like Woodward and Bernstein did something they were above and beyond. They did investigative journalism. They went undercover. They infiltrated the mob. They didn't do any of that. They sat at their freaking desks and met, met this guy and were handed paperwork that they believed to be real. And it turned out to be real. And, and certainly they get credit for putting it in the paper, but so what? But you're right. I saw that movie, too, when I was a kid. I was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Like journalism is so awesome and exciting. Right. That's what I want to right. do. Yeah. And, and we're looking at it, and we're going, you know, I want to be that. But then when you really peel back the onion, you and I have done so much more in journalism than they ever did. Mm. All right, we're going to talk about that more when we come back. Let me tell you about this. Not sure if you saw this, but Grant Stinchfield is on Newsmax exposing Nancy Pelosi's hypocrisy. Reports say Pelosi could be worth as much as a quarter billion dollars, and she recently even made up to $30 million on stock trades with big tech. Stinchfield is tired of Pelosi's hypocrisy. He's not going to take it anymore. He's launched a petition called Give It Back Nancy, demanding that she return the $30 million to help poor families. You need to join Stinchfield and his petition. Go right now online, giveitbacknancy.com. Giveitbacknancy.com. You can join in right this moment. Doesn't cost you anything. Just join it. Stinchfield is on Newsmax, 8 p.m. Eastern, revealing the truth about Pelosi. You'll also see Michael Savage, Dick Morris on Stinchfield. Get Newsmax on every major cable and satellite system. If your cable operator doesn't carry Newsmax, tell them you want it. Or watch Newsmax free on your streaming platforms. Millions are turning to Newsmax, a source you can trust. I downloaded the app several years ago. If you haven't gotten it yet, get it. It's free. You can watch Newsmax anywhere, anytime. Watch Stinchfield tonight. Hold Pelosi accountable. Go to giveitbacknancy.com. 
Do it right now. When we come back, there will be time for your phone calls on this. Plus, we'll talk about the trucker strike in Canada. What's the latest on that? And much more on the Joe Pag Show. Stay here. This is the Joe Pag Show. Hey, great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. The Joe Pag Show, about an hour away from LTC. Lieutenant Colonel Jeffrey Atticott. We're going to outline exactly what's going on in Ukraine. And then we'll have, uh, in the following hour, it'll be Andrew Giuliani running for governor of the great state of New York. We break down exactly what a governor can do when it comes to mandates, either max, a vax or, or mask. Um, also, what can you do about crime, which is running out of control in New York City and well beyond. So we'll talk about all that and then some. But very interesting inf- information on Ukraine. Are they going to invade? Are, is, are they not going to invade? Is Biden trying to start a war to, to help the economy, to help his presidency? Uh, we're going to cover all that stuff. And then some. Make sure you stick around for that. Just outlined um, uh, Watergate again. And, uh, and I asked a simple question. Woodward and Bernstein, why do we hold them up on high? And Carrie's right. We're all shown that stupid movie. Actually, very good movie. I mean, Robert Redford and Dustin Hoffman, how do you beat that, right? Mm-hmm. I know. Uh, very good movie. So it really did make superheroes out of Woodward and Bernstein. But what exactly did they really do? And what they did was they took paperwork from the number two guy at the FBI, hid his identity, and printed it. That's it. Now, did that end up taking down the president? Yes. Did they take down the president? No. Deep Throat did. Mark Felt did. So um, having said all of that, now you're caught up on that. I want to know where they are, though, today. And I did a couple of videos on this earlier. If you're on my Twitter, you saw it. It's being shared massively. If you're on Getter, you saw it. It's being shared everywhere. Um, I did it on TikTok. That didn't really give it much much weight. Uh, TikTok took down one of my videos, Carrie. This, I'm telling you, it's already starting. Mm-hmm. No, no doubt. You know what the video was? They called it bullying her and harassing. What? Which, which video? Guess who I bullied and harassed? Mm, who? The president? Nick Cannon. Oh, what? Okay. Because I dared call him out for like eight children from four or five different women. And he's got twin babies. Another baby just died in December. And now he's got the new girl is pregnant now too. So I dared, I dared call him out on that, on his father, on his fatherhood skills. I I don't know. I guess I I was attacking. No, I have appealed. Hmm. I've appealed. We'll see. We'll see if my appeal goes through. Okay. But, um, but yeah, they, they, they seem to be. They're playing the game already, too. Although, don't tell anybody. Carrie, don't tell. I'm going to pull a joke okay. by. Don't yeah. tell anybody. Ooh, okay. Got an email today from Truth Social mm-hmm. asking me to be one of the early testers. This thing's getting ready. This I've is the Trump, the Trump social site. Yeah, yeah. Did you get the invitation? No, I've heard about it, though. Why, why not? That'll I don't happen. know why I haven't gotten the invitation. I'm why not? not? I'm not. Why don't, a, why don't you act nice to, to Mr. Host, Trump? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm the host, I got the invitation. Sorry. So um, I, um, I, I, did, I passed it off to, to my staff. and my, I've got a staff now. I've got to my people. Look at you. And, um, <laughs> and they're going to be working yeah. on that to see if we can make that happen. And a little programming note. Don't tell anybody. I'm on the schedule, and this can always change. But I'm on the schedule to appear on Hannity's TV show Friday. We'll really? see what happens. Really? Okay. That's that's the well, word on the street. Look at you, Mr. Superstar. Hmm. I'm not Woodward and Bernstein. No and I'm not Lockie. But mm, so but true. tomorrow I'm going to be on Newsmax. By the way, 3:30 p.m. So there you go. So what we'll do Friday is I'll do the show, 
and then I'll stay at the studio longer. So my drive home is going to take a little bit, mm, but I'll stay thing. at the studio long. What? Yeah. I'll stay at the studio longer. And then right after the show ends at nine Eastern, I'll be on his show, which happens at nine Eastern. Mm, I know that's quick. So we'll do, so we'll do Are that. Are all dressed up for our show on Friday? Uh, not, I don't a think any more than jacket. usual. Well, let oh. me ask you this. Do I have to throw a tie on for Hannity? I think it might be nice. This is TV. This is Fox News. It is. This I mean, is I, but I do, I, I do TV. I do yeah. TV all the time. I don't yeah. wear a tie necessarily. I think you should, yeah. A little sports coat on, a tie. Throwing it out there. Really? Comb your hair, yeah. Yeah. I have to comb my hair? Yeah. <laughs> that would be a good thing, yeah. <sighs> yeah. But But not shower, though. Um, well, they can't smell you and you're nowhere near us. So, hey, do whatever you want. Ah, they might be able to smell me. It's not good. Mm. So, uh, so there you go. Um, I know Hannity does wear a tie on his show. Tip is saying that he doesn't over in my chat room. He does wear a tie on the show. And I watched last night. I don't watch a whole lot of it because I'm getting off of work. Then the drive home, got to eat something. You got to watch a little something. Mm. Uh, I watch a little bit of it uh, and, uh, shut up, Polo. I watch a little bit of it. Polo's <laughs> laughing at me. Yeah, um, and, uh, Sean's always wearing a tie and the guests from what I can tell usually wear a tie. So you should. Yeah. We'll see. I'll be watching. I might just have to cancel. I have to wear a tie. I'll if you're going to wear a tie, it. I'll watch that. That's really? Yeah. You're, you would actually tune in. I would. To see me on the Hannity's. I would. Yeah. It's TV. We'll see. Take so time. that's the schedule. But again, keep in mind, back when I used to be on Fox News all the time, um, they would call me that day and I would get in the car and rush down there. Now they're like booking it a week ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So I've known about this since last Friday. So we'll see what happens. I I, I held off. Okay. You don't want to jinx it, you know what I mean? No, there's still a couple of days left. Anything can happen. So you're um, hoping that they cancel me is what you're saying? I did not say that. I just said wow. I would watch you. Rude. If you were on there. You're my Bob Wood- Woodward. I'm just going to put it out there. <laughs> is that a good thing or a bad thing? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. I did troll these guys over on uh, on Twitter, on Parler, on Getter, and uh, and on TikTok. I, t- I, I trolled them both, and I actually tagged them on the Twitter ones, and a lot of people are uh, putting some steam behind this. Real journalism, uh, journalists are actually passing it around. Um, oh, wow. I just want to know why they won't cover it. Let's Look, let's go back to them again just one last time, one last thing on 1972. They did what they did and became superstars in journalism. Carrie, shouldn't somebody do the same thing on this story? I shouldn't somebody? yes. Get a leaker, get somebody who's willing, who used to do the Hillary I campaign quietly papers, and anonymously, yeah. can now give information, verifying it all, and that will make their career like it did Wood. Woodward and Bernstein did one thing, and they've taken 50 years uh, of a wave, run with that. Man. They just yep. absolutely, that's a yeah. long ass wave. It you know is. what I'm saying? I know, 50 years, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. All right, let me go to the phone lines. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Steve, California, talk to me. Hi. Hey, Joe, a pleasure to talk to you, an honor and a privilege. Thank I've been you, listening to you from back in the days when you used to substitute for Rush every once in a while. You know, it was actually Glenn. So, I never filled I in for Rush. Show every day. Well, I appreciate that. I was in for Glenn for like eight years. I never did fill in for Rush, but I, I appreciate you thinking I did. What's on your mind? Oh, I, I, I thought you did. But anyhow, um, there was a book that came back out in 1991 called Silent Coup, and it was uh, written by Len Kolodny and Robert Getlin. Okay. They reveal, and it's all factual information, you can verify this, a lot of things that Bob Woodward does not talk about. He does not ever mention that he was a naval officer at one time. Okay. He was also a briefer. Now, here's the Watergate connection. He was a briefer for Alexander Haig back in the day. Really? So 
it was verified in this book that he would also get information from Alexander Haig. And at one time, Alexander Haig was thought to have been deep throat because he had that inside connection, being that he was a former naval officer. And of course, Alexander Haig was pretty high up. He was an army general. Well, Alexander Haig, I mean, he, 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 so he became this. Bob Woodward tried to play off like he was yeah. Mr. You know, great journalist and, and investigative journalist and all that. He had an inside connection, so don't let him fool you. Oh, he is, he's, not fooling, he's not fooling me. I know. I, I think he's kind of a he's, he's a doofus. A guy had one story. Um, I mean, that for me, that's it. Um, I've looked for other things that he's done that we go, holy crap! Wow, look what a great journalist. Uh, Alexander Haig. I was trying to say, I don't think Steve could hear me the way that he has. A, some of these phones cannot hear when I want to interject. I want to have a conversation, so I just shut up and let him finish. But um, Alexander Haig, of course, was the Secretary of State, I believe, under Ronald Reagan. Uh, Carrie, he isn't was. he the guy who came out and said, Reagan shot, the Vice President is off somewhere, I'm now in charge. And the Speaker of the House, Tip O'Neill, said, no, you're not, I am. Yeah, and he was Chief of Staff under uh, Nixon. But yeah, he was Secretary of State under uh, Ronald Reagan. There you go. There you go, a little of that for you. So I wonder why there would ever have been a, a supposition that Alexander Haig would have been deep throat, because the Chief of Staff is normally the person closest to the President who, like, looks out for the President. That's generally speaking who you have as your chief of staff. But yeah, Alexander Haig made one of the biggest blunders just in what he said after Reagan was shot, saying that he was in charge when in fact he wasn't. The, the, the lineage go, or the line of command goes from the president to vice president to speaker of the house, and Tip O'Neill was, was perfectly fine and able to, to be the person in charge. Let me go back at it and say hello to Bobby, who's in Pennsylvania. Bobby, what's going on? Hi. Uh, not much, Joe. Hey, I know how you like keeping your show 100% factual. So I just wanted to correct you on one thing. Forrest Gump is the one that uh, got the Watergate thing all caught. He saw the flashlights going all around, and he called security. Gotcha. Great. Great, great, great. So he's making a movie reference there. Forrest, Forrest Gump did it. Yeah. Carrie, did you know Man, that was Forrest Gump? Yeah, but that Revealed was, uh, Watergate. Just a movie. Turns out he did that. It's actually fiction. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. Forrest Gump's not a real person? <laughs> no. No, no, no. Great movie. Great movie, but... See, you're twice the journalist. Woodward didn't teach me that. that way, yeah. Let me go to Bill in Florida. Bill, talk to me. Hi. So I got a a quick comment. You mentioned Woodward and Bernstein. Uh, One of my favorite movies, All the President's Man, but I try to get young people to focus on a scene where Woodward and Bernstein go into Ben Bradley, who was certainly a rabid opponent of Richard Nixon. Right. And they bring the first piece of news in that links the cover-up to the White House. And Ben Bradley looks at them and says, where's your backup source? And they go, they look at each other. I forget who plays there, but he goes, we don't do this without a backup source. This is the President of the United States with the Washington Post. One source doesn't get you in the news. It's a tremendous, and that's gone. Where is that? Does that still exist? Well, no, no. Now, now the news just makes it up, or or they'll claim they have a source and never, ever have that source. I mean, we knew that Deep Throat was a real person. They didn't reveal who he was, and they didn't have to reveal who he was because the documentation they had was above reproach. It was actual government documentation. Bill, thank you. I appreciate that. It's a good question. Where is the sourcing anymore? And I'm not here to say you've got to give up your sources, but I'm here to say you actually have to present something that is verifiable. The FBI documents and the government documents they had were verified as real. Nobody in the government was saying, well, that's not real, because it was. It was real. Um, and, and, and that was the source. The actual documentation was the source. 
I'll bet they were going nuts trying to figure out who it was, or a lot of people knew who it was, and they wanted Nixon gone, and they weren't going to say anything. There was a great division in the country like there is today over Republican versus Democrat. Even some Republicans that didn't back Nixon um, did talk about how they would have they would have voted to to get rid of him to to remove him after impeachment. So it was it was a very interesting time. One wonders how Watergate would have gone down though, and that investigation would have gone down in today's information age of technology. It probably would have gone a whole lot faster, and Nixon probably would not have been reelected because they would have really really gone after him. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. There are updates about what's happening in Canada with the truckers. We'll have that for you. Plus, mask of mandates and vaccine mandates, well, they're starting to go away in places like Washington, D.C. Why? Huh. Why this year? That's weird. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Great to have you. Thanks a lot for stopping by. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, J-O-E-P-A-G-S.com, JoePags.com. If you want to watch the interviews that I have, if you want to see us do the show, you see Carrie and Polo and CJ and me, you can certainly do that by going to JoePags.com. Click on Watch Now. And what we, we put sort of an effect on it to where you could watch or listen live. A lot of stations go to sports sometimes. They have special programming sometimes. And you guys want to, you want to keep on listening to the program. JoePags.com, it's all right there. Plus, the podcasts are all there. And what's interesting is people say, oh, you're, you're, only, you're only posting 36 minutes. What the heck? And, and we're not. We're actually posting 36 minutes for every hour. So you go there, and the podcasts are broken down to hour by hour, what the topics are for the hour and what you'll hear during that hour. And it's, uh, it's actually very, very easy to navigate. Go and check it out, JoePags.com. It's all right there for you. Plus, scroll down to the Rumble link. Go to Rumble and and uh, and follow everything we do there. The Cray News with K from yesterday is there. Plus, we have uh, uh, Russ Finley, who is the bobsledder and the skeleton guy. That's doing very well over on uh, on Rumble. Check that out. My parodies are all there, including Big Rigs Are Down. And my interview with Ezra Levant from last week from uh, Rebel News is doing very well as well. So make sure you stop by there. One-stop shopping for all things Joe Pags Show. JoePags.com. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Make that happen. Let me tell you, in the meantime, about total financial freedom. So the government doesn't really have to play with real money. It's like monopoly money. Nah, we'll just raise the debt ceiling. For us, us mortal folks, we have to actually take care to balance our, our budget. We have to balance our checking account. Sometimes we're over our heads in, in debt and you need some help. Get off the treadmill. Get some total financial freedom. If you owe more than $10,000, the team at Total Financial Freedom has been doing a great job for 15 years now, helping people like you resolve their debts and cut payments. It's sometimes in half, a lot of times in half. Don't believe me, give them a call. 800-833-9444. Ask about the new book. It's a free book you get just by mentioning my name. It's called The Debt Dietitian at 1-800-833-9444. They're going to teach you how to easily cut your payments. Listen, you're going to appreciate the team. They're like-minded individuals, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. Zero complaints. Call Total Financial right now. 1-800-833-9444. 1-800-833-9444. Tell them I sent you when you call. 
All right, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247-JOEPAGS.com. Uh, Carrie, I think I want to do, um because uh, this one to me is not going to be a big long topic that we'll talk about. Give me the one about the pronouns, please, because just, that's just stupid. Stupid, um, if you don't mind. Okay, from The Blaze, a UK university is providing staff guidance on how to use pronouns at work, including emoji self pronouns and Zenic pronouns. According to a recent report from the UK's Telegraph, staffers at the University of Bristol are encouraged to use preferred personal pronouns when interacting with students or fellow staff. Some of the newly updated pronouns include neo-pronouns, which are defined as third-person pronouns. They're not officially recognized in the language they are used in, such as z, zer, zers, and more. Other pronouns are referred to as emoji self-pronouns, in which users use icons to represent their gender and electronic communications, and even sometimes during spoken conversations, even Zenic pronouns, in which users can identify themselves as anything they want, including animals and namely those who identify as cat gender. Those individuals, according to the report, may use personal pronouns, naya, nayan, which is a Japanese word for meow. The guide encourages staff to avoid becoming defensive if they make a mistake in using or misusing someone's personal pronouns. I'm sorry. It sounded like you said cat pronouns. It sounded like you said that yeah. for a minute. Cat gender. I'm yeah. sorry? Cat gender. That there are two genders, two biological sexes. They're the same thing. They're interchangeable. No, no. How is, what the hell's a cat gender? I'm not real sure, um, but you can call them Naya or Where is this Nyan. happening? Where is this happening? Uh, this is in the UK uh, at the University of Bristol. Wow. Yeah. Cat. The UK is lost. Uh, that there's, there's a problem. We have a problem. Now, let me just say this because um, I'm a, a caring, compassionate person, obviously. <laughs> Duh. Um, <laughs> I don't have my pronouns on any of my profiles in on social media because I'm sure about who I am. Mm. And if you've got a question about what my gender is and what pronouns you should use, you've got the problem. And if you want me to call you a cat pronoun, you can line up, <laughs> pucker up, pick a cheek, <sighs> and kiss my ass. No, no. And when I say nice. that, I mean I want to be very inclusive. I want to be tolerant. I want to be accepting. I'm a big tent guy. But so anybody who is confused about my pronouns or wants me to call them a pronoun outside of their actual biological gender and sex, and sex and gender are the same thing, um, I would like for you to honestly, and I mean this, and I won't take any pleasure out of it, I just think that it's time for you to kiss my big white Italian ass. (laughs) Kara, uh, I think I've been pretty clear, no? Yes, very clear, actually. I just, I just want to be, I want to be very clear. direct about it. Yeah. I want to be very direct. I think Some you do that, and then you'll say to yourself, I don't want to kiss his ass anymore, so I'm going to stop identifying as a cat. Mm. I don't think it's going to work that way, though. For so Z's stupid. and Zers. Yeah. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Much more to come. Keep it right here. You're listening to Joe Pags. 